I've spent the last 12 years attempting to build the ultimate clinic gym hybrid facility where we offer advanced sports chiropractic and the ultimate in exercise progressions. Now I've sold that business and decided to take the plunge to create a massive change within the world of chiropractic. My goal is to get a hundred other chiropractors to completely revolutionize our industry and provide exactly what we want our patients to experience while helping to double our profits and maximize the license that we're given. But the real question is this, how can we create this massive change without becoming sleazy salespeople or doing crazy marketing efforts? This podcast has the answers. So follow along as I learn, apply, and share the information from the best minds out there into this Clinic Gym Radio. I'm Josh Satterley, and I'm happy to have you here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Clinic Gym Radio. This is Dr. Josh Satterley. I'm lucky enough to be with Dr. Brian Strump with Live Active Charlotte. Brian, how you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Uh, I'm super excited about this interview because I, I, we are always looking for success cases. You know, it's a, there's a lot of people who think they want to do this, but holy smokes, man, you're doing it. You are doing it right. So I'm excited to share your story with a bunch of our listeners. Uh, you mind if we dive in? Yeah, no, I'm excited. Nice. Well, first up, can you give any kind of an idea of, uh, you know, we talked about the clinic gym hybrid and you certainly have that kind of going on, but the, the little history of starting out as just a chiropractor than when you added a gym. Yeah, sure. And uh, I graduated from Logan in 2003 and then uh, started practicing in uh, Cleveland, Ohio for uh, four years. And like not the sports, it was really mostly like PI and workers' comp stuff. And then moved in 2008 to Charlotte, North Carolina and had a gym. I worked for a group there that put gyms inside up uh, that put Dr. Love's inside gyms. I was there for two years inside what would be similar to a Gold's gym. It was called Peak Fitness in Charlotte. Okay. And that's when I started thinking, I was like, oh, I really, I was always into fitness and playing sports, but I never thought how I could gel them together. But I didn't like, like the personal training processes. And when I was talking to people, um, I just didn't like it all. And I got into CrossFit in 2008 once I moved to Charlotte. And I was seeing, like, I was getting people referred to me and from there. And the, the, the owner was telling them, you know, go talk to Brian. I'm not sure why, you know, why this hurts or why you can't do this. And then in uh, 2009, I started putting the pieces together. And then 2010 is when we opened what, what formerly what was, was our facility. Nice. And can you give any kind of, you told me earlier, but square footage of the original facility and now the square footage of the new yeah. one? Yeah. So when we started, we had a... Uh, 3,200 square foot space is pretty much split 50-50 between the doctor's office and the gym, about 1,600 each. About 18 months in, we cut holes in the neighbor in the next door building. and took Smaller over. cable? Oh, no, yeah, for another yeah, reason. Yeah, no, 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 in a, in, a, in a new space. It was way too big and two stories, but we just needed room, and the landlord let us do it month to month. Uh -huh. um, and then finally, in February 2012, we moved into our current location, which was about a mile and a half away. And now we're in a really great spot. It's uh, 12,000 square feet total. The gym is, is 2,000, I'm sorry, the doctor's office is 2,000 square feet. The gym is 10,000 square feet. If you looked at it like a shipping and receiving place, you, you could walk in the front end of the doctor's office, and then there's a way for you to get from the doctor's office into the gym through there, or you could drive around the back, enter through, which is like a, a giant warehouse, essentially. You could enter through there go to the gym. And then if you needed to come to the doctor's office, you would walk through the door to come through, you walk to like a side kind of door to, to, to come into the, in, into the doctor's office. Fantastic. This is, so you got a big old, huge 10,000 square foot gym, a 2000 square foot office. 
and uh, basically no headaches, puppies and 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 daisies all the time, right? Oh, no yeah. problems. It's, it's been phenomenal. Super smooth, smooth sailing. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just talked to somebody else, somebody uh, just the other day, even just a coach came up to me and said, you know, these two, like twice in the past week, uh, a member came up and said, you're so lucky. I want to do your job to, to like a coach. And I was like, that's funny. And, 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 and they were offended. Like, we're not lucky. Like this was hard. So it's the same way when somebody says like what you just said to me, like, it's all puppies and rainbows and you just build it and they will come. Uh, like, no, it doesn't work that way. No, it's, it's, it, it is, it's a lot of hard work. People don't realize it's, it's two businesses and a lot of people managing and personality managing. Yeah. And, yeah. All right. But well, let's trade it. Good. Yeah. I love this. And I love sharing the success stories because I think that this is the, re- this is the revolution that needs to happen within our industry. I think. Yeah. I agree. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. So let's go back to when it was like kind of 50, 50 gym and clinic. Yeah. Uh, starting out for those people who are like, Hey, I want to do this. I'm just not sure. Uh, early on, how did you start filling up the, the gym? Cause everybody, I think most of our listeners have a decent running clinic, but how do yeah. you start that gym piece and actually get it full? You know, back then that we were the third affiliate, we were the third CrossFit affiliate. So even if it's not a CrossFit affiliate, even just a, a, a gym in general, like now we have, you know, we have stuff in the doctor's office that talks about it. When we, when we talk to the patient about exercise and the importance of exercise and movement, we're probably one of the few places that don't tell people to rest, like within reason, right? So we'll have people with, you know, six weeks after a back surgery, hip labrum, shoulder surgery, and we'll talk to them about the benefits of like other types of training, unilateral training or just upper body or working on their weakness. And it's stuff that they don't think about. Most people in some gyms, they say, oh, my knee hurts. I need to take, my doctor told me I need to take six weeks out of the gym. It's like, well, like, what about your other limbs? Like movement's going to be important. Let's try to get you, we'll assess them and try to get them moving properly. And then we'll communicate with the coaches, like what, uh, what to work on, you know, right. and give, give the coach some leeway to, 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 to be creative. But I think it's really the, the doctor's job to, Edu- to like talk to the people and you know, w- and telling them wh- what do you want to get back to? Like, do you want, like you came in here because you had hip pain, but like yeah. was hip pain keeping you from what exercising, ballroom dancing, whatever it is that you want Golfing, to be doing, whatever. Right? Yeah. And then here's how we can improve it. And then certainly if they're obese or just overweight, let's say at least half of your patients in most offices are going to be overweight. So even just talking to them about, the benefit of like joint health and back health and moving and getting stronger. You know, I think like everybody comes in and says, I know what it is. I just need a stronger core, <laughs> but like, it's it, like, it's not that easy either. So I'm yeah. um, trying to teach them how to do it. So we do, so, you know, group classes and personal training. So mm-hmm. it, 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 and we have a boot camp. So there's a couple of different options depending on what they want to do and how, and how we can meet their goals and some, okay. and, 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 uh, nutrition coaching. So let me ask you this. So early on in that first, let's say year that the gym was open, what percent of the gym members were from the clinic? Like their entry point was the clinic and what percent were just like, I mean, CrossFit was blowing up at that time. You opened an affiliate, you, you got the, I don't know if it, if you're going to get it now, but when you just open a CrossFit, I think people just were attracted to the word yeah. and to the gym, right? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it probably peaked in like 2013, 14. Uh-huh. Right, but even but still, it was like the the, the customer is smarter now. Is probably the biggest uh-huh. difference. Um, I'd say probably 
when we first started, um, 25, 30% of our patients would come in through 25 to 30% of our gym members mm-hmm. would come in through the doctor's office and transfer over there. Right? I think it's infinitely easier to explain to somebody why they need to exercise than why they need to come to the chiropractor. Right. Right. Especially so, if they're starting out with you as a, you're an expert in their mind, right? They're, yeah, they're seeking yeah. out for pain relief. So they're hiring an expert and that expert is advising them, by the way, this gym thing might be a really good idea for you. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. But, and, and so, so it helps that it's different. And they're like, Oh yeah, my doctor's been telling me for years, I got high blood pressure. I know I need to exercise yeah. more. And then we just create an environment that's, you know, whether it's one-on-one or, or group, but just a, a, a different environment than the traditional global gym with everybody mm-hmm. have the headphones on. Nobody cares what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Most people want you to probably like not make that lift. So they feel better about themselves. It's a, it's a much more supportive environment. Yeah. Okay. Crossfit or otherwise it doesn't need to be that just in general. Right. And how did you handle the transition from, Hey, I'm banged up and injured to actually working out in, in a CrossFit class. Cause group classes in CrossFit are a more aggressive type exercise, right? That's yeah. one of the draws of it. Sure. And even when it's well coached, you still have that, like, it's a, I don't know what you would say, high demand activity. Yeah. Did you put people into one-on-ones or how did you handle the transitional state? Yeah. So we do it two ways. You know, one, at the end of the day, we tell people that we're working with adults. Like most of the time when we're actually working with like legitimate adults, let's say like 18 and older, sometimes if it's a kid, a different story, but if, or, or, you know, 22 year old male that yeah. is attracted right. to a woman, they don't act like adults. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we really want to put the onus on the individual to like, listen to our direction. Right. Okay. So if, if they come in the office, we might give them, you know, let's keep you working out. You know, exercise is important, like mentally, physically, chemically, these are important in terms of pain. Let's keep you doing that. I understand that your knees banged up, your Achilles is banged up. Mm-hmm. So let's not, let's number one, avoid anything that's going to bother it. Right. And then okay. number two, there might be some exercises, like let's say somebody came in with lower back pain, but they could do sit-ups for days or some other type of like rapid flexion-ish type of movement. Mm-hmm. We, I might tell them, look, I know, I, I, I know these movements don't cause pain, but let's not for the next, for the next, the next 10 days till we see you again. Um, let's not do any sit-ups or any type of like flexion. So I, I would tell them like deadlifts might be okay if you can do them without pain. Like we're still flexing, but not like that kind of like sit-up type of thing or mm-hmm. in CrossFit, like toes to bar, so, so some mm-hmm. other type of movement. And then we'll follow up with them and maybe we'd have them do, pl- I would tell them, look, you know, I might send a message to the coaches, but I would tell them, look, instead, whenever you see this movement, we, you could do planks or you could do this or you could do this. Whenever you see this movement, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this. And then let give them some 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 leeway based on what the programming is. But sometimes we'll say like we have a woman right now that might have a torn hip labrum. She doesn't want to get an MRI, but she was like, hey, you know, I really can't do the class. I just feel like I'm, I just can't do the classes. I don't want to always be the center of attention of why Mary can't do the classes. So I just said like, why don't you do personal training? Like we could work one-on-one we could do, we'll keep you out of your pain-free range of motion. We could work on the opposite hip. Mm-hmm. There'll be a lot of carryover from one hip to the other. Um, we could work on upper body and building on some weaknesses that, that, that you want to do. And we'll still treat her in the hip. She might eventually go get an MRI that she wants to avoid and just go that route. 
which is a hell of a lot better than her just sitting on the couch doing nothing, waiting for the hip pain to go mm-hmm. away. Okay. So those would be the two ways that we do it. We don't like our first goal would be personal training, right? Yeah. But for some people, like the financial aspect of between paying between one hundred fifty and now paying three, four, five, six hundred dollars a month is just not feasible. And I feel with the coaches that we've had for as long as we've been around and the staff that we have, um, we we could do that. If it was just some brand new place and the coaches just just passed the test, you know, twenty four hours ago. I probably would, I wouldn't feel nearly as comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think the one-on-ones serve a great transitional uh, bridge for those people to get them in. And the other thing, I don't know if you've ever tracked this, but do you notice that the people that do engage in one-on-ones from the clinic going into the gym uh, stick around longer because they oh, yeah. form that relationship with people? Yeah. And, you know, and, and just from a strictly financial point of view, like the, the cost per hour it's like it's beneficial for the coach who's going to get paid more. It's beneficial for the gym because now, like, I don't want to fill this place with just group class members because then I'm going to eventually run out of real estate. I think it's good for – and it, at the end of the day, it helps the business, it helps the trainer, and it helps, number one, the person that's looking to continue yeah. to exercise um, as well. And, and, and then those people that do one-on-one, like you said, they continue – um, they continue, they, they, they're, they're still part of that group dynamic, but they're also form a relationship with that coach and they have somebody that's, they're even more accountable to. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So, so there you are, you got, what did you say? Uh, you got, how big was it? 2,600 30, square? 3,200. Yeah, you got 3,200 square feet and, uh, you run out of space cause your gym's full. Tell, take me through, take our listeners through when you made that decision and when you had the guts to go, do we're going to go big. We're going to go 12,000 square feet. Uh, I mean, that's a big jump, right? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's yeah. scary. Well, it's, no, it, yeah. yeah. Really I mean, scary. People, I think what happened was, you know, when I, when I talked about we expanded into that one unit, right? And really our usable space was maybe, like the room was 40 by 40, but that doesn't include any equipment. Yeah. Right? So when I said we, we expanded into that space, we did that for about 12 months and then that space got rented. And I was like, Okay, we, 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 we need to figure something out. But I still had 20 months left on a lease. I tried to sweet talk my way out of it, but I couldn't. <laughs> and then we, we rented a space. Like, I only know it was 200 meters because we used to say that it was a 200 meter run. Like, the other, we were on one end cap. We rented the space at the other end. And we would 5 a.m. be rolling weights back, 6 p.m. rolling them out. People hated it. When it was rainy, it was gross. The, the pull up, we only had a pull up rig and most equipment in one side. So it was horrible. Um, we did that for about four months. Uh, my wife was probably five months pregnant at the time, maybe three or four months pregnant at the time. And then we, we just couldn't find space. So we were driving up, you know, we were driving all over the place. I had to, I wanted to stay within a certain area. I didn't want to drive too far. We found some really great places, but they might have been like four or five miles away. And I didn't want to risk move, moving that far. I really liked that yeah. location. So we, we, we found this place. I, at the, I, I, I drove past it before and I just thought like too big, you know, too much money. And then we just decided to, to, to do it. Like I, I think you think about um, thinking about things usually makes them worse, right? And I feel like uh, you typically think the worst case scenario and never think like what's most likely going to happen right? Or the best case scenario. And, um, 
my landlord was great. We went in, we, uh, we did a couple of things. So we, we, we went in, it was a pretty quick, easy outfit. It took about 60 days, added some showers, which we had a shower at the other place. I wanted to add a second shower and we just moved really the, um, yeah, it was scary. I still had, um, 14 months left on my other lease that I was, uh, subleasing out to, to, to people. So I had to like pray that they stayed in their place and paid the rent. Um, I had this new rent and this, it, it, you know, it, it tripled that space, but I would say my rent probably went up by like 60%. So still a big, a, a giant jump, but it didn't triple your rent. No, exactly. It didn't, it didn't That's triple great. my yeah. rent. Um, but it was a giant space. We, um, moved in there and now it's like, you think back of all the space because we went from 2000 to, to this 10,000. There's a lot of better planning I could have done, you know, and like setting it up. And now we're like, back to rearranging and putting up some walls and unbolting some stuff and moving things around. Um, and the weekend that we moved, my wife actually had to, to add some more drama or stress. My wife gave birth to our, to our daughter seven weeks premature on February 2nd, which is the only reason why I know the date that we moved in, but it was that weekend that, that, that we moved in. It was, it was on that Thursday of that weekend, us moving in. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, I think, if you analyze your stuff too much, you know, like your, your decisions and you're always thinking about what's the worst that could happen or you surround yourself with people that don't think like us, not that we're special, right. But just a different mindset than somebody that works with somebody else. It's weird. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when you have a bunch of work and you're going, you know, if you look at your next two weeks, like, all right, I got patients schedule all these days. And then I, I come up to you and go, Hey, Brian, uh, my buddy uh, dropped out, but I'd love to have you go on this golf trip with me, right? And, and, uh, but we got to leave Wednesday after work. And all of a sudden, I cut two days out of your schedule this week. Miraculously, you can get most of the work done, like way more than 90% of the work done in those three days. Yeah. And, and I think having some space up to a point is often the same of like, well, I don't know, we only got 2,200 square feet. Like we were in a 12 or 1,400 square foot location and went to 5,000 total. So right. we, we tripled, although yeah. it's not, it's not perfectly tripling, but you know, we, we, let's just say we tripled and, uh, and it's funny because all of a sudden it was like, we weren't like swimming in space. Like right. our gym classes grew, our chiropractic office grew and everything grew to a point where it was like the same percentage of fullness as we had before. And it's mm-hmm. like, what the heck, you know, and, and maybe I should have upgraded like you did to 10 or 12,000 square feet, although that would have been a 10 times jump. Right. For us, you know, that's scary, but, uh, it's just crazy how that works. And I think that if you just, like you're saying, if you just play scared the whole time, yeah. you're like, you know, don't, I don't know if it'd be worth it if you move and go, Hey, I'm just going to add 20% of my space. So I have right. 2,500 square feet. I'm going to go up to 3000. I don't know if that's worth moving. Like my biggest goal, because the move was such a headache. And then at the end of the day, my, 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 my tenant moved out. So I had to negotiate paying off like 60% of the final year of my lease when it wasn't even there just, just to get out. Um, I think I wanted to find a space that I didn't want to have to move so, so quickly, you know, and, 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 and now we'll look for space again to, you know, a couple of years ago we purchased some land and we didn't go through with the build because of, uh, because of some different things. I'd like to eventually be able to get there but I'm a, I'm comfortable renting right now. It's not, it's not the end of the world. It gives me some flexibility, but I didn't want to go from 3,200 to 5,000 
and then sign a three-year lease and be like, Shit, I got to break this lease, move right. again. Moving is expensive. It's stressful. It's a pain in the ass. Um, so we moved in this space. I neg- was able to negotiate a rate, a little bit better rate by, by uh, signing a five-year lease, which was a little – I mean, at that point, I didn't know if we were going to be around. So what was a five-year lease? I, I, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and everything's worked out. You know, we have two more years, two and a half more years left on like our four on our four year re- renewal. It, it's a great spot. It's in a great area. Um, but I, I, I think you and I used to be like that. If you keep playing the worst case scenario in your head when you're starting, like I don't think I think starting small and starting smart and not running out of cash and not taking on too many loans is smart. And I think nowadays people might move into an area like where, where we're at and see our gym or maybe in a place where you're at. And they don't realize like all the sweat equity and time and dollars have been, been put into it, like hundreds of thousands of dollars of equipment and, and, and just time. And they'll be like, well, in order to compete, I'm going to have to take on 12,000 square feet. It's like, no, like the space is part of it. And to the prospective person, they might say, oh, this place is great because it's bigger than my last gym. But really it's like, the people, the processes, the systems, yeah. the training, and how we run everything from mm-hmm. this from the time they put on our website that's going to separate us more than somebody else coming in. And I think that's the new gym. That's the new person's problem is they get overwhelmed with they try and take seven years of what you went through and shove yeah. it into seven months. And it's like yeah. it doesn't work that way. And they don't even know if I'm three months from going bankrupt. Like, yeah. For all they know, they're trying to keep up with me, and I'm eight months behind on my rent. Yeah, that's true. You know, so I, I, we, it's like you need to spend some money to get started, but you don't need to take out a second mortgage and do that, and like to to get so you can start on a much smaller scale and build and and build up. Well, yeah, before anybody uh, you know runs their car off the road and into a telephone pole from the depression of what we just said, uh, <laughs> tell us about the good parts, like. Yeah. celebrate some of your success. Cause I know you do, you've been wildly successful and that's awesome. And I think people need to hear that side because with any, uh, I don't know when you're changing the business model and you're going, Hey, I'm going to blend these two. And I'm going to, you know, going through that Valley of the, you know, the rough spots yeah. of the Valley and then it yeah, comes yeah. out the other side. I think you're on the other side. Yeah. I think it was really cool. Like I was telling you before we started yeah. in 2009, when I first started telling people about what I was going to do, especially with CrossFit, they were like, you know, that's just a bad idea. Who knows what's going to be around? CrossFit's killing people. I was like, well, you know, I've seen it different. I'm going to just give it a try. I think like Kelly Starrett was like just starting to kind of make some waves. Like Mm -hmm. mobility was years away, but still just, it was, it was out there. And, but it was a struggle. getting. I did that, that mobility and movement certification or whatever. Yeah. 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 That was awesome. Exactly. So that, but that, but that was probably like 2012 or 13. So three years before, um, and I'm sure other, other people were out there. It's not like I was the first person to, to do this, but there weren't many, certainly not chiropractors. And um, it was hard. There were certainly times, I mean, I know off the bat, my first year, my first calendar year, I made $4,250, you know? So not a whole lot of money. Like in terms of just like from, from reinvesting everything, you know, my wife was working. I had the availability to kind of reinvest money. I wasn't paying myself because I wanted to try to grow this thing. Right. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. But, Four but grand, then, huh? Yeah. But then since, you know, I think, I think the, 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 the benefit, like we were talking about before is 
you're, you're, I feel like I can impact a lot more people's lives in a gym setting dynamic with the doctor's office than just one or the other totally separate. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a chiropractor, I could help, sure. If I just had the gym, I could help, sure. But I feel like putting them together, mm-hmm. I could help that many more people in a lot more different um, areas. Like the things that I never anticipated were people thanking us for, you know, helping them get sober or helping, wow. them, helping them get out of like a, an abusive relationship. Because, yeah. you know, we, we, we start to talk about more than just exercise and weight loss, but c- c- combining all those things in a wellness paradigm that's important in health, like, like your, how your thoughts affect your health and what you're doing. So we kind of share those things in our group and, and in our like content. Um, and then now it's to a point where we've created this team over eight years that have, some coaches have been with us since we started, um, that allows me in my, in my position now is kind of like my job is to create jobs and revenue for these coaches, right? Me, me coaching more while I like being around there and seeing people, it gives me the freedom to do stuff on my own time but the goal being to create more stuff and more, more, more dollars for the business, which in turn creates more dollars for our coaches and our staff and their families. I feel like I'm working for them because if I don't grow this thing, they're not going to have a job anymore. Are you a chiropractor or physical therapist working long hours, worrying about lower repayments and missing out on quality time with your family? You can double your income without working more hours by adding a gym to your practice. Clinic Gym Hybrid Solutions has a step-by-step guide that dramatically simplifies and speeds up the addition of a fitness center and its monthly recurring revenue. In just six months, you can be on your way to freedom. Visit clinicgymhybrid.com today for a free downloadable PDF and complimentary consultation to get you started. That's clinicgymhybrid.com. So and how many employees do you have on the gym side? We have um, 10, we have like, I think 10 coaches, three or four. That's like their full time. That's how you know Brian's been in business for a while. That's uh, somewhere between eight and 12. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I think, I think it's like 10, you know, some are like, some have some, it's, it's, it's their full time only income. Some, they have other really good jobs, mm-hmm. but they just like, they might coach eight, you know, six to eight hours a, a week, yeah. but they love it. And I think those, those part-time people play play a huge role in the personality of your gym. And, you know, it allows us to create an extra revenue stream or multiple just from the gym, you know, it's mm-hmm. nutrition, personal training, individual programs, specialty classes, um, CrossFit. So in addition to the docs, so just additional revenue streams. I think it's better for your business. It makes it a little bit less fragile. Right. Um, and then it allows me the time that now I'm not like, like working in the business, like on the chiropractic side, mm-hmm. I, I need to like see the patient and be there. However many hours I'm there, it gives me the flexibility to do what I want on my time because I could still get, I can still make contacts and growth and form relationships with maybe a business or a school or other ways that we can grow our business and brand that we could branch out to. So so truly the business owner, not just a guy who's stuck inside the office, slaving away at, at fulfilling what you sold, which is either chiropractic or or training. Right. Right. Exactly. So So let let me ask you this big question. 
uh, early on your first two years, here's the barometer of success. The first two years you actually had the gym. So what would you say? 2006 was when you started? Uh, no, 2000, when we first opened, that was 2010. All right, 2010 and 11. Uh, did you take a vacation? Oh, vacation. No, I mean, I, I, you know, maybe I went to New York for Thanksgiving, but we didn't take a vacation. That, that's because it's home, right? You went home yeah, for Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I went uh-huh. home for vacation and I worked a lot. Yeah. Um, so now, hold on. Last year. Coached a lot. Yeah. You got 10 employees on just the gym side. You're, you're doing things well. Uh, you got your systems in place. You got your community. Last year, did you go on vacation? In the yeah, last twelve we, months, yeah, yeah, we had we 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 did a lot. It was it was fun, and and and, and some of these vacations become like work things, and um and I'm meeting gym owners or businesses, but it's still on my own on my own terms and time. And when I leave, um, the place sometimes runs smooth sometimes runs smoother without me kind of like overseeing and micromanaging people. Like the yeah. coaches would be like, you know, Brian, you didn't have to send us seven of the same emails asking us if we got it done. Like we got it done before you even send up the first one, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes like that somebody in, in, in this position needs to learn to, to get out of their own way. Yeah. If they feel like lose their ego of like, yeah, I, I started it, but it wasn't just me along the way. I had a lot yeah. of help and these people are still there here. Whereas if you came in there and you're like, this is mine. I own this thing. It's the best gym ever. Me, 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 me. Um, I think the coaches sense it and don't want to work there. I think the members feel it. And then like I, then you, if you're that person, you feel like you could never get out of there. Like, Oh, all the members want to see me coach. All the members want to do PT with me. And then I'm just trapping myself in that same. Yeah. I mean, it's like, they want to do that with you because you're the only one they know. Like as soon as they know another Right. They'll be fine so with that. That's better than me. Yeah. yeah. I don't I'm coach actually, now because I'm not the best coach. Like, yeah. If, no, if I coach sure. five to six hours a month and somebody's coaching 20 to 40 or 50, I, if I, unless I hired poorly, that person should be and expected it and currently are better coaches than I am. Right. Well, that's because you're confident in yourself and you're not threatened by them being better than you. Like that's, I think I that's think a big that, limiter is a lot of people go, I want to hire and then it's like, well, what happens when that person is better than you? And they're like, well, let's be honest. They never will be. It's like, right, right, right. you already got the wrong perspective. Yeah. Your goal should be that they're better than you as fast as freaking possible because yeah. that's freedom. You know? yeah. And now, you know, just two things that we, I was talking about, like things that we do just to give people some ideas is like, now that I'm not, you know, our first goal, and this is good for like those, for the gym people is, you know, our next goal is to cre- create more people in terms of marketing and I think the best way to market obviously is your, is your current people. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think asking them kind of obviously who their spouses are, who they play sports with, who they work with and then where Mm -hmm. they work, you know, so like corporate health becomes a big avenue for us to kind of get into a nutrition challenge or something like that. And we, and I consider myself now just a problem solver, like, like finding solutions to like, somebody else's problems and then see where that leads us to kind of grow the gym mm-hmm. or, 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 mm-hmm. or, or, or the doctor's office. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, if, if you don't mind my asking what percent of your revenue now comes from the gym and what percent comes from the clinic roughly? Say so it's probably about, um, I'm going to do some math. I know we mentioned it before. I'll give you a better number. Uh, 
It's about 20%. Uh, so uh, the, the gym will probably be 75 to 80% of our revenue. Wow. Uh, um, compared to the doctor. And, and are there employees on the doctor's side as well? Just one. Uh, I have a massage therapist. Uh-huh. Who's there? Maybe you're, uh, you're the only doctor there. I'm the only doctor. Yeah. And do you have an ad, admin or is that? Yeah. And then one girl that does admin, but she kind of doubles as admin for the doctor's office. Yeah. And then uh, gym stuff. Okay. What percent of your headaches as a business owner are clinic versus gym? Well, I tell you the. I'm asking, what's easier to run, the clinic? Oh, or the gym? yeah. So there's no doubt the um, the gym is con- is considerably easier. It has many more people and many more staff, but considerably easier because I don't have to deal with like you're I'm in I'm in much more control. Over it. I don't have all these regulations and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, and it's easier to sell people on general health, mm-hmm. right? In general, than it is racing to the bottom in like the 20 and you know, in, in some, in what some chiropractors or physical therapists might, might try to do and kind of like, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, and, and, and our office is mainly trying to get you out of pain, moving better, functioning better. We're not one that's looking to sell huge care plans. So, so, sure, so just, just $12,000 of care over the next 18 months, yeah. but that's it. I mean, nothing. exactly. So, so that, so that plays a role. I mean, it doesn't yeah. play a role, but that's, that, that, that was our goal. It's like, yeah. I don't want to have to see you again. I want you to be in the gym, being active, doing these things um, as well. But yeah, the, and, and the gym also affords me the flexibility uh-huh. because we have the systems in place and the staff in place uh-huh. to do it. It's much easier to replace somebody in the gym side. Not that I'd want to, but in terms of like a coach, uh-huh. then finding another doctor. And to me. You kind of mentioned this earlier, but I think one thing, and, and I know, I don't want to take too much of your time here, Brian. I do appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But you're a manager now, baby. You got all the time in the world. We go for three and a half hours today. Uh, One of the things that I see when you're hiring people is to ask people to work in a clinic and answer phones or whatever. It's a little tough. You got to pay them pretty fair market rate in a gym. I mean, we had three or four people, they would have worked for us for free. I mean, it was our idea basically to pay them. They just, we had one lady and, and, you know, she just wanted to be around the energy that a gym has. That, that's basically what she wanted to do. And if we paid her, it's like, ah, it's cool too. You know, right. I mean, we ended up paying her, but like right, right. people forget that. And when you're hiring a, a trainer, like a lot of times they go, oh, this person wanted $40 an hour. I'm like, A, they're insane. Like there's no right. trainer that right off the bat's going to make 40 an hour. I don't know what it's like in your market, but in my I'm market, yeah. no yeah. way. But they usually really like, to learn about how the body moves. So education's huge. And they really like to be in exciting energy, you know, that high energy of a gym because they're coming out or they were in something crappy where they're in a cubicle and just drove oh, them yeah. nuts. Yeah, even just members. You know, I was like, no, nobody's coming up to me and my staff in the doctor's office saying, man, you guys are so lucky. <laughs> how can I work here? But all the time in the gym, people are like, man, this place is the best. How can I work? Because most people hate their jobs. And then they come to the gym and like, man, the coach is usually pretty happy. And they're laughing. They're smiling. They get to work in shorts and t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, they don't yeah, have to put exactly. on a suit. They, they, they enjoy going to work. You know, I don't have to tie a tie. Um, I don't have to listen to like, there's, 
like we give them a lot of flexibility to be creative and to build mm-hmm. their own kind of business with, 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 within our business. So if they, if mm-hmm. they come up with an idea to create a new program, then we're going to give it a whirl, you know? And the worst thing that could happen is, okay, didn't work out. The hardest part is getting them to take ownership and being like, like if they fail, that's okay. Like we failed a thousand times in this past eight years. The coach will say, Hey, you know, I have this idea, but I'm not sure. I was like, no, like let's go with it. Like, if, if it costs a couple hundred bucks to kind of get it started, I'm willing to risk that for it to grow. And if it sucks, then we learned and may, maybe we marketed it wrong or maybe we did something wrong, but we'll just try again. Yeah. Where it's, it's people don't have that um, ability. I think in like most other jobs, like if you're working at Home Depot or for Bank of America, you don't really have the option to be like, mm, I have this idea and we start get like, into vinyl oh, siding, baby. Yeah, yeah. Vinyl siding, and I and I take even in a small, even in most small businesses, yeah. you just don't have the flexibility that 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 the gym setting could have based on all the different avenues and people that you could help and impact. I think. And I think you know when you don't at most small businesses, you don't have to tell people at eight thirty at night, like, all right, guys, we're going to close up. Yeah. If you want to yeah. just kind of get out of yeah. here, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get yeah. that all the time in gyms, man. It's awesome. So yeah, because even yeah, like you know. Uh, Thanksgiving morning, Christmas Eve, July 4th are some of the busiest days. And people don't, when they first start, they go, I just want to exercise. And then next thing you know, there's 80 people here on July 4th. And you're like, you can yeah. be in the pool, you can be at the beach, you could be drinking beer and eating hot dogs, but you wanted to come here because mm-hmm. now they're with all their friends. Like, you know, it's not nearly as busy at Gold's Gym as it is at a place like we're trying to yeah. create. Just because people like, wanting to, yeah, wanting to show up and be part of whatever yeah. it is, you know, it's 1776 workout and you're like, right. it's going to be hard. And, it, and yes, it's going to be in the morning and we're, you know, it's on 4th of July and they're like, yeah. check, check and check, man. I'll be right. there. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm bringing, yeah. and I'm, my brother-in-law's in town. I want to bring him and my sister, you know, like, yeah. okay. Yeah. And, and they want to talk about it with people. It's much easier for them on, on the doctor's office. People will talk about their neck pain yeah. and different things to like refer, but I don't have to ask somebody to refer people to the gym and say like, Hey, yeah. they're like, Oh, I see you lost weight. You look awesome. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to the gym. It's so much fun. And the, their friend is like, I've never heard somebody say that before. Where, yeah. where are you Or going? like paying extra for like a Thanksgiving workout or something as a fundraiser. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like, and they love it. Yeah. yeah. So, Hey, so if you were looking back, this would be my last question, but you're looking yeah. back, you're standing. I mean, you're, you're kind of at the top of a mountain right now. And I'm sure that there's another Everest that you're going to conquer. You seem like that kind of guy, but you're looking back at the path you just hiked from, from 3,200 square feet to 12,000, uh, a, a bunch of mistakes, a bunch of failures, a bunch of successes, a bunch of hiring, firing, everything. If you were to give that, that youngish chiropractor one piece of advice, so they have a clinic that's going and they're thinking about adding a gym, one piece of advice that just stick with them like a Jiminy Cricket whispering in their ear the whole time, what would it be? I would say, I don't think I would be able to give one. So I'm going to give two. Um, I think, I think the first piece of advice would just be just to kind of, just to get started, like start with as little, like you you could probably take 150 square feet in your office and just start with like one-on-one implementing some stuff. You need a squat rack or a kettlebell. You don't need much, right? Just invest, just invest a little bit of money, not be afraid of, of, of charging for your time. Right. Yeah. And not just like throwing it all in. They're like, oh, we're going to do this. And this is going to be therapeutic exercise. We're going to build your insurance and get reimbursed $11. So like start, you can start right away in whatever space that you have. 
Mm-hmm. And then I really think do you, do you know Tom, Tom Plummer? Do you know him? He's a consultant for gyms. Yeah, 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 yeah. He says a funny thing. His he's at Thanksgiving, and his sister in law is like, "I want I want to start a walking program. What should I do?" And he's like, "Walk." Right, yeah. <laughs> that's I, it. I, I, you don't need much. You don't yeah. need to yeah you start small, and 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 maybe you build, you find a relationship that that's going to lead to something bigger. Right. And the other thing that helped us out a lot wasn't much around then, but there's a lot more now is, um, finding like a a mentor type of thing, like something similar to what you do, finding other people that have done it. So you don't need to like recreate the entire wheel. You could, you could learn from a lot of people and learn from their mistakes and save hundreds of thousands of dollars from their mistakes. You can still make it your own and tweak it. You don't need Mm -hmm. to take every single thing they do, but there's a lot of mistakes out there that people don't need to keep making because you or somebody like myself or others have made all these mistakes and not be afraid of asking. Like, I love when people are like, Hey, can I come to your office or your gym and just kind of see how you do it? I love, I could talk about this stuff all freaking day. So like I encourage people to kind of do that and not just think I know what's going to be best at the very least. Maybe you're right, but at least learn some of these mistakes. So you I, I've certainly that. found, and whether it's a mentor, even, you know, my wife, sometimes I just, tell my idea. I just verbalize it. And I realize, oh shit, that was dumb. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 That was totally stupid. I don't know why I was thinking about that, but. And surrounding yourself with people that are similar to you mm-hmm. in terms of thought process, you surround yourself with like, mm-hmm. you ask your parents and your family, they might not give you the best advice. Mm-hmm. You ask somebody that's been in corporate America for 20 yeah. years. But you yeah. got a lot of advice not to get involved with CrossFit like early on. Right. And yeah. here it is oh, yeah. 80% yeah. of your revenue. So. Yeah. I think the difference is those people look at, it has safety, like working for somebody else as safety. And then we look at working for ourselves as being safe, as being the safer alternative. Yeah. Make your own path. It's a lot yeah. safer. Yeah. That's awesome. Agreed. All right. Well, Brian, can you give everybody some contact information in case they do want to come shadow you or, or kind of yeah, check your place sure. out? Our, uh, my, my, my email is dr. Brian, B-R-I-A-N, Dr. Brian at liveactiveclt. And our website is liveactiveclt.com. CLT is short for Charlotte. CLT is short for, Char- short for Charlotte. And then on Facebook, if you put in CrossFit Steel Creek or Live Active Charlotte, you'll pop up and find our, our page on there as well. Fantastic. Awesome. All right. Well, I hope uh, everybody got some value out of this. Brian has done it well, and he's still doing it at a large scale. So I think uh, obviously you know what you're talking about. Brian, thank you very much for all the knowledge you gave us today. And congratulations on all your success. Um, I, I look forward to sharing this with our listeners. No, thank you. All right, man. Well, on behalf of Brian Strump at Live Active Charlotte, this is Dr. Josh Satterley saying, go out there, be like Brian and maximize your license and live the life you dream dream of. Thanks, man. Bye. Thanks for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're ready to double your profit without working longer hours, please visit clinicgymhybrid.com and find out how easy it is to get started on your path to freedom. That's clinicgymhybrid.com.